you said when you burn your own house down through bad actions, it's not just your house that burns down. It's the neighbor's house. It's the All other the neighbor's house. It's the village. You burn a house down, as I did, by being unfaithful and hurting other families and such. They suffer. Well, their parents suffer. The homes next door watch them suffer. And then they, they carry the burden of having to take care of these people that have been hurt. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 you don't ever just hurt one person. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 70 of Connection is Magic, Big 7-0. We have an incredible guest this week, Jamie Heath, the co-host of the huge podcast Man Enough, who also happens to be a phenomenal musician. Jamie co-hosts the show with actor and author Justin Baldoni. It's all about redefining masculinity, opening up heartfelt, vulnerable conversations, uh, just normalizing real-ass conversations. They're doing incredible work, so it's a real honor to have him on the show. We get into how he blew up a few marriages by way of his unconsciously acting out, the pain and wreckage that he then rippled outward into family members and extended family members, the reprieve and comeback from his rock bottom, the people who were in his corner at rock bottom, Rain Wilson being one of those people who was still with him during his lowest low and helped him get back on his feet. We get into accountability and how it's important for us not to feel like we have everything figured out and that we're always a work in progress and how we need to make sure we're getting in touch with joy on these roads to healing ourselves. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome everybody to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain. We end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jamie. Man. Our connection is magic. Hey, look at you. Are you with me? Look at your new neon sign you got. You're the first guy on the racetrack with this neon sign, I'm the man. First. It's like a ode to LA, right? With the Lakers colors. Oh, it sure is. I didn't yeah. put that together. Yeah. Connection I'd magic. I'd do something after they renamed Staples Center Crypto.com, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good for all of us that are invested in crypto. At least there's a big sign right there. That's true. That's true. So, what's amazing about this interview, why I was so excited for it, was your musician, which you just played the piano so beautifully. You're also familiar with 12-step rooms and recovery. I am. And you guys have talked about this on the Man Enough podcast. There's only a few places where you could go and get that level of real. Mm. Am I right? Like music is one of those places and 12-step is another. And uh. I don't, maybe a taxi cab in New York City at like 3 a.m. is like <laughs> That the is next definitely level. real right like, there. I just want to first honor you and, and say I really appreciate all the effort and work you guys are doing in the world. I think it's really needed right now. So uh, I appreciate start that, man. there. I appreciate it, man. My man. Yeah, Man Enough Podcast. Absolutely. That's what we've been doing, spending a lot of our time and um, trying to, you know, have a voice in a space that needs voices. Absolutely. Know? So um, yeah. can, can you tell me the inception? I want to know, like, so was it you and Justin on a call one day? Like, hey, man, we got to get the word out. I think that'd be an interesting place to start. Um, it's really simple. Uh, Justin uh, wrote a book called Man Enough, mm-hmm. his own journey through being a better man, 
right? Recognizing his own strengths, also his flaws. How can he be better? Um, a deep reflection. In that search, he found some things about himself that he figured, you know what, this might be helpful to another person. Hmm. So we started writing his thoughts down, uh, which turned in then to a publisher wanting to publish his thoughts and his, you know, his experiences and his observations, his learnings. So um, the book he ended up writing did pretty well. In the process of it, we decided, well, let's also maybe have a podcast so we can talk about each chapter. He's got 10 chapters in the book. Okay. So we were going to do 10 chapters, 10 podcasts. 10 episodes. 10 episodes that basically spoke to each chapter. Sure. Right? You've got one that's like strong enough, brave enough, successful enough. So we started planning a podcast. And then at the last minute, as we were planning it, he had said, actually, Jamie, you should be a part of this podcast. It should be you, me, and Liz Plank, who is a, uh, an amazing, amazing woman who's mm -hmm. a feminist, who's a extremely talented and brilliant woman mm. who does a lot of work on, you know, different networks. Man, she's a knowledgeable oh, woman. Man. Too. She drops uh, um, heart knowledge as well. So she's also got the mind. She's she got, got the heart. She got she's both. Got Absolutely. She's got them both. So, um, so then we just decided to do that. Then it morphed into not just 10 episodes. And then we ended up doing a deal with Cadence 13. And mm -hmm. um, now we're doing 40 episodes a season. And, you know, Nice. We'll see if we keep going. How has being a part of that podcast changed you as a person? My goodness, man. Um, when you are in a process of doing work. So one of the things that we do is we try to be as vulnerable and truthful as we can mm -hmm. as we talk about our journeys and undefining masculinity. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got all kinds of stuff about me. Make me who I am. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff is good. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff needs to be unlearned. Mm. A lot of stuff that the world has told me. Mm -hmm. My parents' parents told my parents. My parents told me. Wonderful people. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes we pass down stuff that needs to be reevaluated. Yeah. So sure. we are on a journey of trying to reevaluate those things. Mm -hmm. So we have different guests come on where we can discuss it. Now, when you are in the process of doing that, how can you not end up being better? Because I'm learning from people like talking to you. I'm going to learn some things from you today, right? And then you got to try to apply those in my life. Absolutely. Um, and we've had such brilliant people on there that when you reflect on the conversations we had, mm -hmm. re-listen to them, see the comments that people make while listening to them, and then you internalize those, you know, keep the stuff that needs to stay in, let go of the rest. I'm going to say something that I heard. All right, tell me. We're going there. All right. I heard you share about you deserve slings and arrows for the rest of your life. Uh, you remember saying this? I did. And I'm like, man, I think he's being a little hard on himself. You, you turned your life around considerably. Let me put that in context. Every time I walk into a room, I have to remind myself um, to not posture because, mm. you know, my, my, my uh, inherent self wants to uh, look good and sound good and, you know, show my good side of my face or whatever that means, right? Yeah. Figuratively speaking. But, um, but the truth is what's underneath all that, right? When I can take my jacket off, my clothes off and be naked, vulnerably speaking, right? My history has been that I have hurt some people in my life. I've talked about this on, you know, uh, throughout the Man Enough podcast just in my life, which has led to what I know we'll talk about some programs that, you know, have been helpful in that. Um, I've been unfaithful in my life um, prior to my marriage now. Um, and as a result of that, I hurt a lot of people. You said when you burn your own house down through bad actions. Uh-huh. It's not just your house that burns down. Uh -huh. It's the neighbor's house. It's the All other houses. neighbor's house. It's the village. If that I light was, a cigarette, if I light a cigarette right now, I'm not the only one receiving it, right? You're getting the secondhand smoke, right? Yeah. You get it, and then it's on your clothes, and someone else breathes on all that stuff. Okay, you burn a house down. 
as I did, um, not literally, but emotionally, and um, by being unfaithful and hurting other families and such, yeah. they suffer. Well, their parents suffer. The homes next door watch them suffer, and then they they carry the burden of having to take care of these people that have been hurt. I mean, it's it's it it, it you don't ever just hurt one person, right? Mm. When I said that I deserve darts and swords and stings and punches and whatever that means, it means that everyone heals at their own speed. Mm-hmm. And for me to demand someone else to heal at my speed is is wrong. I agree with that. So, uh, if the kids of the families I hurt, or the cousins, or the parents, and they see me, and they need to to let out some pain. Well, I deserve it. I burned the house down. Mm. So you, instead of deflecting, you just you just say, uh, yeah, it's it's completely reasonable. And you just and when you get to that place and you're content with that, then you don't have to feel upset. You don't carry any more stuff. You just go, you just bow your head, and you understand that there's accountability with that. That's yeah. what I think accountability is, being willing to take the bullets when they come. You know, I don't mean bullets that just people shoot you down. I don't mean that stuff. No, we all don't need that. But I'm sure when we get our ego out the way, we all recognize that we are all deserving of some people to let their pain out back at us when we've hurt them. And true accountability means being willing to take the consequences. You know what I mean? Like if you speed, you end up driving down the road and you're speeding and you get a ticket. A lot of people argue. Well, I'm like, I, I was speeding. Mm. Right? So you just go into the judge and be like, ah, speeding. What, what, what do I, I owe you 50 bucks, 150 bucks, That's 300 bucks, whatever it is. That's good. But when you sit there and argue, you know, now they, there's no accountability in that. So, um, in real life, I try to demonstrate this with my children, you know, and, and as a husband and in work, when I screw up, let me say, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm the president. So El president. Right? In, in that sense, that means there's a lot of people that you work with. And yeah. when you do something that's not the best, when you own it, people can forgive you. When you sit there and deflect. What's could- interesting is in that role, you don't, a lot of people don't have to take accountability and they can mm-hmm. just kind of dish off the blame on everybody yeah. else. Yeah, and God bless them for their process. For me, the best way to work and get the job done that you yeah. need to in life, in parenting, and being a spouse, whatever it is, in work, accountability is how you get there, man. You keep climbing. You never feel like you arrived, right? Um, there was a time when I thought maybe I arrived, but come on, man. Who wants to arrive somewhere? You just want to keep, want to keep climbing. I had a guest on the show talk about, you know, if you really want to know like how you're doing in life, the real litmus test is to go and stand in front of the mirror and just look dead into your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's mm. real shit. Look right into <laughs> yeah. them and don't turn away. And don't turn away. Yeah, like don't comb your hair, don't do nothing. Just literally stay and look into your iris, basically. Uh, and can that. you hang there for a minute and not... Posture. Yeah, not posture. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It is, yeah. man. It is. Struggle and... all the time, every day, you Oof. know? I think a lot of people are running these days. It's true. There's a lot of distraction. There's mm. like, so many choices for distraction, right? I mean, mm-hmm. don't even have to be like a, um, you know, I look at like active addiction with alcohol or drugs as like malignant or something. It's like you see it, you know what I mean? Like you, mm. you'll lose your job, you'll get a divorce. But like, what about this, like the stuff that's like asbestos that'll kind of just take you out without Not even realizing it's taking you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all around us. It's all around us, man. You can't get out of that. That's... I mean, I mean, it's like it's like smog in Los Angeles. You know, you can come in here. We're in a nice, you know, airtight studio right now, but the smog is still coming in. You can't mm-hmm. hide from it. You're still breathing it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you are right underneath, you know, where the the, the <laughs> highest mountain where you see it all, <laughs> when you try to get low, 
um, no matter what, you're always breathing in that stuff. And the, the battle is to, uh, the blessing in the battle is to try to combat it, mm. you know, yeah, and recognize that it's there. When you close your eyes and pretend it's not there, you're still breathing it. Take some bravery to look at yourself in the mirror, like you said, yeah. to not deflect, yeah. to not tell yourself false narratives, you know, um, to be willing to see truth. Yeah. Um, in that truth, we have some amazing stuff and we got some stuff we have to clean up. A hundred percent. Can we grow without pain? No. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say, yes, we could, right? Can people grow without pain? Of course we're growing, you know? I mean, if I go out and ride a bike yeah. and I ride around the neighborhood, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get better, I'm gonna grow and get better and better. I don't necessarily have to fall down. Right, to be right. Better. But the best people that ride bikes are the ones that have fallen down because hmm. they've learned how to not fall. They've learned when I do fall to do this. Because of that suffering, they've learned how to be better. Abdul Baha, who is uh, one of the central figures in the Baha'i faith, which mm -hmm. I'm a Baha'i, um, he speaks about this whole thing regarding that the best people that uh, sail ships are those that have been in the worst storm. The best pilots of planes are the ones that have been in the worst storms. Come on, man. Right? Do you want to get on a plane with someone who's never been through anything? Or you want to be on a plane with a pilot that's navigated the worst winds ever? You want to be on that plane. Because you know that person has, has learned and gotten better through those adversities, right? I'm not saying you want to go through the worst suffering in the world of everything and lay low, low, low. But it is through that stuff that I think so much growth happens that without it, you know, you couldn't really realize your true self. So another thing I've brought up on the podcast before is like never notice how tragedy gets us all closer. We just drop we just drop all the BS and we just all over the world. Right? Happens, and, right? and it used to be, yeah, man, I mean 9/11, school shootings, all these tragedies would mm -hmm. just be like, "Oh, man, I'm sad that it that it does seem to take tragedy to unite us as a collective." Mm. It's it's you sad know? to go through it. Yeah. But not sad if you have the perspective that tragedy, I mean, godly, the tragedies are horrific, of course. Yeah, you know, a lot of tragedies happen that we, that we don't want to experience. But when you go through and come out the other end, and like you just said, when all these things happen and you see people come together mm -hmm. and you have a little bit more grace and patience with another person, now you look at that tragedy and go like, okay, that was painful, but had it not been for that, we mm. wouldn't have gotten here. Being able to see the end in the beginning. For sure. Right? And if you knew right now that when I break my ankle, mm -hmm. it's going to hurt. But if I know that in six months from now, two years from now, the learnings that I will have at that point, you'll yeah. then thank yeah. my ankle being broken. You've been in, you know, tons of 12 step meetings, right? Mm -hmm. It's like there's something I've been in a room before in a 12 step room with something I wanted to share that I felt like, man, this is kind of raw and vulnerable. But then you hear somebody like just dive headfirst into the deep end of the pool and it got me off the fence so mm -hmm. many times. Are you with me on that? Mm -hmm. Indeed. And it's a beautiful thing. So, so you, again, everybody's just kind of like one of my dearest friends, Luam, shout out Luam. Uh, she up, said, she's like, we're all just waiting. Everybody's just waiting to see who's going to get, get naked first. One of the most painful experiences that got you to this version of yourself. I know you've been through a couple of marriages. You've shared about this a bunch. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, was it, say the first marriage or the second marriage, paint a picture of rock bottom and, and then the come up from the rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as I said before, man, um, and, I, and I think this speaks to a lot of people, um, maybe not in, in my fashion, but in some version. You know, I had never been faithful to someone before, my wife now. 
Uh, well, that's not entirely true. I was married when I was 18. I got married for the first time at 18. We were together three and a half years is where my daughter Jasmine was wow. born. She was born two days after my 20th birthday. Um, in that marriage, I was faithful. Prior to that, I had never been faithful to anybody. Um, and then after that, until I got married again, I wasn't faithful. Then I wasn't faithful in my marriage, my second marriage. I got married at 31. And you're 31 and you're 31, get married. I'm super, super happy. How many happy. kids at this point? Then we had another, my son was born a couple of years later. I'm like 33. And then um, um, I got caught up. Um, I don't want to say caught up. That doesn't sound like it's me. Sounds like something else brought me into it. I I allowed myself to um, engage in a behavior that was never going to be healthy for anybody. Okay. Um, certainly not my marriage. I was unfaithful multiple times. Okay. Um, as a result, um, lost my family, lost my wife, divorced. Didn't lose my son, but the, f- the family uh, um, comfort. Um, and it went, had, had gone so far that I had infiltrated a marriage that was connected to my family, <clears throat> um, of which then lost all of my extended family. Wow. Okay, wait, let's let's slow down. There's a lot coming here. Uh, I appreciate everything you just shared, by the way. Yes, that's, sir. that's amazing. Um, but that moment where you got found out by your then wife, I assume there was a period of time where you weren't being found out. Fair to say, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. So when it was found out, were you trying to uh, lie and cover up and, no. and tr- k- keep it going with your wife? No. No. <clears throat> no. 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 Okay. I mean, right, I've, I've always been yeah. someone like you know, if you 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 catch me doing something, I'm a, I'm acknowledge it. You know, I'm not gonna gaslight. Okay. Um, that, that plenty is, of people out there that would gaslight, so it's worth asking. All good. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Uh, but that only just you know, I don't know what that does. <laughs> right. I mean, you caught. You caught. You got chocolate. Like the hand. speeding ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got you got chocolate <laughs> in your hand. You, you, you can't be like I ain't eating no chocolate. It's all over your mouth. You know. <laughs> You know, I ain't seven. Um, I laugh about it now. Certainly not a laughing matter. But um, um, as a result of that behavior and and the damage that that does to a marriage and to families. To the houses around your burning house. Correct. Which is brilliant. Yeah. And um, you lose that. Then, then my work started suffering because, you know, I've been um, very successful in the music industry for most of my life, mm-hmm. um, which requires creative thinking and being inspired all my inspiration was gone i couldn't you know i'd go to the studio and there was nothing left wow so as a result work stopped coming in as frequently um i went broke damn um got on my knees and then in my darkest moment um um (laughs) infiltrated a uh a, a close person to my family their marriage um and so you uh, you were already like at rock bottom then you basically got the shovel out and and dug deeper dug deeper and that's when i lost pretty much that's that was the final thing i lost everything and everybody um and either you die um in it Figuratively speaking, I don't mean literally I wasn't dying, but emotionally and certainly I'm um, just, you know, or, um, and you are a failure to your children and to your parents and your cousins and aunties and uncles and extended family and everybody else and to God. Um, or you are willing to look at yourself in the mirror, that long stare, not deflect and try to fix 
what is broken? Because for me, it became about two things. Either I was broken, there were some broken parts, or I was evil because mm. some of the things I had done and um, were not okay. And I couldn't accept that I was evil. Mm. But broken, I can fix. I can address. Um, so that was the first time I really started doing a lot of work. What did that work look like? Uh, therapy, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of open conversations with some friends who would tell me truth. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Were you sharing all this with Justin then, by the way? Because I know you guys. Go um, no, no, this no, is not yet. No, right. it's no. before. Okay, right. So uh, I guess on that note, though, did you have one ally friendship that stayed with you through your lowest pull out the shovel moment? Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah, I had a few people. Of course, you know, there are some people that you know. Of course, my parents love me. Um, but yes, um, I had, um, some people around that, that were willing. Wow. Um, shout out to those people, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah, that's amazing. Indeed. Yeah. And, and, and one particular friend, um, her name is Claudia, who, who, uh, uh, kept reminding me of my worth and that I was, uh, um, not simply defined by this, these actions, even though a great part of me was. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I had people that helped and supported me, you know, during that time and also financially were helpful. Yeah. Um, Rain Wilson was one of them. Rain Hmm. Wilson was one of the first people, if not the first person to really call me out and Hmm. say, when you are ready to look yourself in the mirror and do the work required, you call me and, um, and I'll help you in any way that you need for that recovery. Hmm. Um, so he was the first person that I unloaded all of it, you know, without posturing, without like deflecting, without it, making it sound not as bad as it was. And I just told him because he created a safe space. It sounded like and created a safe you, space, didn't judge you, yeah. no judgment, yeah. and and truly wanted to offer um, some love. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying this episode, guys. Please head over to connectionismagic.com to go check out the latest merch drop. We got super cozy hoodies in time just for winter. We've got some amazing socks, super cool holographic stickers that you can put on your laptop or your hydro flask or anywhere else. Working super hard on this podcast for you guys and all of the purchases really go towards funding and supporting this podcast. So if you're getting value from the podcast, we'd greatly appreciate you guys doing that and supporting it. Connectionismagic.com and click on shop to go check that out. Also, you could sign up for coaching support, which I just started offering limited number of clients. Please go to the Connections Magic website, click on coaching if you're a creative that needs coaching support and book a 15 minute complimentary call to discuss where you're at, what your needs are and what you'd like to break through on in the new year. Let's get back to the episode. I got friends that can talk to me for hours and they're like, it's fun to talk to you because I don't feel like you're judging me. Uh. So I forget like, you know, Jamie, there's a lot of it's weird. There's a lot of judgmental people, but I feel like when mm. you're in these 12 step rooms, cause dude, I got started at 21 quite young in these 12 mm. step rooms. So mm. I'm just used to people are sharing the darkest, craziest mm. shit in these rooms. Mm. And I'm like, you, you, it almost conditions you to not judge mm. because you but get see, to know a, these people behind, right? Agreed, the crazy right. actions And people yeah. speaking truth. And the, but the challenge is there are a lot of people you might have, we might have friends that mm. don't judge you, but they won't hold you accountable. Mm, right they're not judging you so right. i might be doing stuff they're like they're not judging me but they're cool with what i'm doing that's a good point. i had some friends you know they, there was no so i didn't feel judged in certain circles um so you need people who won't judge you but also will hold your feet to the fire that's a really good who also point. say jamie i love you 
Okay, and I will not judge you. I do not think you need to be condemned to this or that or that. But this shit's got to stop, man. And you have to uh, recognize the damage. And I'm going to help you through that. By one, I'll give you love. But the love will look like by holding you accountable. Hmm. Um, that's very different than than you know certain friends or you know that we oftentimes surround ourselves with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is something that twelve step programs do, right? It is people that are there for one another. It's a loving space. Loving. And holding each other. Yeah, that's a great um, point. Championing being better. Um, holding us. You say you want to do this. Well, then tell me the steps you're doing to do that. And then when you fall, no, I'm not going to put my foot on your neck. Yeah. But I'm not just going to like turn my head and ignore it. One of my favorite 12-step sayings is, um, for those that fall, we don't shoot our wounded. <laughs> <laughs> do not shoot. We don't shoot our mm-hmm. wounded. But I'm not gonna coddle you either. That's a fine line there. Fine yeah, line, that's yeah. a good. That's a good um, and so. something that oftentimes is is only for me only found in those environments. So I became um, um, deeply engaged um, in twelve step programs that allowed me to speak truth. At mm-hmm. first, I went, you know, um, with some hesitance mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to see myself as broken because those people were broken, not me. I mean, all these people here, that that person over there, that person's broken. You hear that story? That that person's crazy. <laughs> um, so then I didn't go for a minute because I saw everybody else is like, oh, well, they're they're mm. freaky or broken, really. Um, and then I found myself back and recognized that, uh, okay, how do I not see them as others, but rather how can I relate? Look for the similarities, basically, not exactly the differences. Right. Yeah. And as soon as I did that and then started hearing some stories from people that looked like me, had the same kind of general life that I had, mm-hmm. didn't appear to be broken altogether, but had some broken parts that they were doing everything they could to, to repair. Um, I allowed myself to, to let the arm down and then really start sharing about it. Um, and then as the more you share with it openly and publicly, as we're doing now, talking about it. The paradox is when we admit we were powerless, we gained power. That's it. That's a, that's. And crazy. being humble in that. Yeah, of course, yeah, but right? but it's like, all of a sudden your life starts kind of flowing and working and right. like you're like oh shit it, mm. by admitting you're powerless mm. you know there's one of the another quote that i like is uh, they say transformation starts with surrender mm-hmm. you couldn't put the shovel away for a minute man a lot of people can't put the shovel away jamie that's right one of my favorite uh experts on addictions is guy gabor mate have you heard of him I have not Gabor Mate says, um, we shouldn't be asking ourselves why the addiction, we should be asking ourselves why the pain. Mm. My that's uh, what drives inherent person, any good thing. So in speaking to a therapist, mm-hmm. an, an amazing, amazing woman, she said, okay, Jamie, you're trying to figure out how you have become this person that you can betray and love at the same time. Because I love my wife and I love God. I love my family. I love people. I like being a good person. And yet I betrayed so much. And my question is, how can I love these people so much and betray them and hurt them so badly? I I could not understand how I got to this point. So as I did a lot of work, she says to me, okay, let's go through your life for a minute. Not excusing it, let's just go. So you're seven, you have a relationship, with these older people who are supposed to be taking care of you and providing good for you, and they probably were doing a lot of good stuff for you. Mm-hmm. But also you were having a sexual relationship that was inappropriate. They were betraying you at the same time. 
Then you get to be older, and now you have this person who you look up to, who probably championed you very much and thinks the world of you on one hand, and you're engaged in inappropriate behavior and being betrayed at that time. And then you get to be 16 years old when you start thinking that you're a young man by someone who is supposed to protect you and guide you and lead you. And yet there was betrayal happening. Um, is it a wonder to you that for you, love and betrayal go hand in hand, that you can coexist? They both can coexist. It was like so simple. But when she said that, man, I was like, yeah. Jesus. Aha moment. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it didn't make me go, oh, okay, that explains it. Okay, I'm off the hook. It just meant like, oh, I got something now I can focus on. Did you experience on. a lot of relief when, when you made that relief. connection? A yeah, lot of relief because yeah. now I had something. You know, it's like when you don't know what's rattling in the car, you don't know what to fix. Yeah. But when you, un, you know, take all the stuff on, you go, oh, it's there. It's that screw that's right there. Now I know I can get a screwdriver. I can go to Home Depot. I can get this, this, and this, and I can address it. Prior to that, I wasn't quite sure what to address. When we're traumatized, it's like we grow up fighting an invisible opponent. It's an All invisible opponent, man. We yeah, don't see right. it. That's right. And no one can de determine for for who um, what trauma is, right? Because we all deal with things differently. You know, I might punch you in the jaw right now. Someone else punched me in the jaw. Well, your jaw might be a little stronger and doesn't cause the same damage. That's a good point. Right? And me, and someone else says, well, all they did was just punch him in the jaw. Yeah. Why is Jamie crying so much? Well, like maybe my jaw's a little bit more, is, is weaker, you know? You can't determine what's trauma Different for, for everybody. For everybody. But we do know through study and learning that when people punch people, whether or not you hurt or not, you have an association with a fist now. And the next time you see a fist come at you, you're gonna flinch or you're gonna do something, it's regardless of how it affects you, right? Yeah. So we know that, that there's impact, regardless of how it looked when you were a kid or how it looked when a woman is assaulted at 25 or 15 or 45 or divorce or uh, uh, when you get fired or if you're homeless or whatever experience that you're, everyone experiences it differently, but we do know that there's trauma associated with it unless it's dealt with uh, and, and talked about. And oftentimes we don't talk about it, right? So it just no, gets swept don't. under the rug. And then one day you lift up that rug and there's all this shit under it, man. It sabotages our adulthood, man. It does indeed. So for me, the only way to really deal with it is like, okay, let me lift the rug up now. So I went through this breakup, right? This is, this is going to relate to what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And one of my buddies, a day after I went through this breakup, man, you know, breakups are pff, brutal. And he's like, come meet me for a drink. Mm. And I'm like, that's just not how I operate. Mm. For some reason, like he wanted me, meaning like he wanted me to kind of drink to forget or whatever. That's what he was insinuating. And I just mm. don't roll like that because I feel like to your point about the rug, I'm like, nah, I'd rather just like lift up the rug, see what's here, do some dusting. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like take care of it. Why am I going to not take care of it? That don't make no sense to me. Because mm. we're oftentimes taught to be, uh, for men at least, I think women too, but for men are taught to not be vulnerable, to not show any weakness, um, to lift up the rug and deal with it. Even if you see it, you gotta be like, oh, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool, you know? When in fact, it's actually the opposite by looking at that stuff. It's courage. The more people that I see in 12-step programs that are dealing with this stuff, man, I'm like, these are strong, courageous, amazing people who are willing to look at their stuff um, and, and they might continue to fall. So we buy into the posturing. Like, that's what counts. Mm -hmm. And it's so not that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, because we all told, man, you know, we got to be Superman. Clark no. Kent. Clark, yeah, Clark yeah. Kent is dorky. He yeah. wears glasses. Not that glasses are dorky, but in the, the way that we see it. Um, he dresses, he talks a certain way. He's yeah. very such and such and all this stuff. But Superman, 
with the armor and all this stuff. Now that's someone to like look up to. So mm-hmm. we all want to pretend to be Superman. Um, but the Clark Kent in us is the, is the real us. <laughs> and, and that's actually how you improve, in my opinion. Yeah. It's by looking at our inner Clark Kent. You right. know what I mean? We're all on our own journey, man. But like mm. you said, and people don't change when you say, hey, you got to change this. I, am nope. I right? It, normally it has the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. So I think, look at these conversations that we're having here on Connections Magic, conversations that you're having on the Man of Podcast as mm-hmm. like little seeds in people's mental garden mm. that will one day sprout something. I mean, that's the goal, right? We just want to plant that's seeds it. everywhere. That's it. And, you know, and we want to water them. They won't just grow and keep them in the sunshine, you know? There you stay, go. Even though I believe that we got to go through the work, I also believe you got to stay in the spirit of joy, right? Because mm. joy is what allows true growth anyways. For sure. Um, you know, being in the shade is a place we have to be sometimes, in the dark. But if you look in the shade, shaded areas of your grass, yeah, and you know flower garden yeah. versus the area that's sun, you'll see the sun is growing in abundance, right? And mm. uh, the, the 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 plants and trees and that are engaged and getting the love of the sun. That's when things grow when you're in the light. What is what being in the light look like? <laughs> that means you do the work. Um, you know, uh, when you're suffering through stuff, you got to go through it, and there's that space. But the people who are willing at some point to say, okay. I'm now going to go do something joyful. I'm going to go and smile at someone. I'm going to go be of service to somebody else. I'm going to go and uh, treat myself to something that uh, feels good. Yeah. Um, that's when true healing, I think, starts to happen. We do the reflection in the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you get in the sunshine too, but that's what happens oftentimes. You're crying and you're in your dark spots and poor me and whatever you, you need to go through. But when the healing and the growth starts happening is when you put yourself in the light, you start seeing yourself as powerful appropriately powerful thanks uh, for the disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) um um, and you see your nobility and 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 your potential and that happens oftentimes you know i remember doing this um i had these conversations with some psychologists regarding uh uh, um, healing and growth and one of the things that came up was looking at people who lose children like parents who lose children and you look at two people you look at one person lose their child and they are still suffering three years later in a dark place and God bless them, they have every right to. You have another person who three months later is out in the world. Now, does this person love their child less than this one? No, of course they don't. They both love their children equally. Why was this person able to re-engage and re-emerge and this person hasn't? No judgment. You, you take as long as time that you need to go through it. But what you start seeing is the person who was forced to maybe had another child that was forced to experience joy with the other child, take them to the park, had to fake it, had to work for whatever reason, had to play in the sun, even if they, whether they wanted to or not, uh, the abundance of the sun had an effect on their spirit and they're able to recover at a faster rate than those that stay in the dark, even though there's no judgment about staying in the dark. What you learn through that is that people recover. We recover better as a species, as a people, as individuals, when we are engaged in things that bring your heart joy. 100%. People could judge the one, the The one that seems that, to be fine. And I interviewed a guy who, who lost his son in a highway accident. Mm, God bless And him. amazing human being. And he turned it into a mission to go speak to other parents, and he got the wheels going back towards the light, and his wife he shared about it in the episode was judging him for it. Like, it seems like you yeah. don't even love our son, you know, like mm-hmm. 
So yeah. it can happen between it can happen, the cup, yeah. you know, the couple. And, yeah, and, 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 that's, and those are real yeah. feelings, of yeah. course. And I don't yeah. even want to judge those feelings that for that wife or for that person yeah. who is seeing someone recover at a different rate. It completely makes sense. They're still where they are, where they are at, and it, they can't compute. Yeah. Something else. I get all that. But, you know, you see this in all walks. You look at prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, you have every right to be depressed in the prison. You're locked up for something. Yeah. You're in there for 10 years and you're in a cell. But ones that are flourishing and finding uh, uh, and, and are aging at a different rate uh, still have some uh, um, life in them yeah. are the ones who are engaged in some activity of joy. Right. Some sports thing. They're helping other people. They sure. they are not feeling despondent in there because that facilitates healing uh, being in that. Let's just talk about us right now. Yes, sir. We've been through some dark shit in our lives. We've mm. been through some dark places and uh, active addiction is no joke. Mm. Burning bridges is no joke. Mm. Burning bridges with ourselves because burning bridges with other people is one thing. Burning a bridge with yourself mm. and with God. Mm. Man. And so we come out of that and it's not an ego thing, but it's a gratitude thing. I mean, I was able to slow myself down today. Um, and that's just a, such a special thing, I think, in this culture that's moving ever so fast, right? When you could just, even if it's three minutes, mm. and just be totally present and say, you know, thank you, God. Thank you to yourself for not giving up. I mean, that's a real thing. Thank you to yourself for not giving up. You could have stayed mm. on the floor under your bed. You slept under a bed, you said, because you didn't deserve to be on a bed. Well, I didn't Can feel you, like or I What did you say? Yeah, I couldn't find a lower spot. I need, I need to be as lowly as I could and like, you know. And now you're here. I mean, there's a lot of people to thank, but a lot of thank people. God you didn't give up so, is what I'm saying. Thank yourself for not giving up. You know what that up, is a testament to, know? man? You know, my belief is um, God continues to give us opportunities to redeem ourselves, to prove ourselves, to not just to God, but to ourselves. Yes. To humanity. No matter what, no matter how much you screw up, which is why I do believe in reformative justice and that people should not just be rotten away in prison, right? Everyone deserves an opportunity to redeem themselves. 100%. We have to also protect ourselves in ways, of course, there's smart ways to do that. But um, so what it speaks to me, it doesn't really speak that I'm deserving of. Like, I have the best wife in the world, Natasha. She is uh, uh, the, 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 the greatest human I've ever known. She's just incredible. And while I say that, so was Tara my my ex-wife mm. um and so is shaloy all equally beautiful and wonderful people and so many other people that i've known the problems with the marriages were not them um or you know their caliber of people but my wife specifically natasha who's been able to still recognize my nobility and some of the good stuff that i got um amidst all this the shadow of shit behind me <laughs> um and still embrace me um i'm committed she recognizes my commitment to being different. What I love right now is that I am blessed not because I so much deserve Natasha. Hopefully I do, I'll take it. But rather, to me, it's a testament that God continues to give me an opportunity to prove myself. So here, Jamie. Oh, you ready to try again? You wanna do it right? Here you go. I love that. Here you go. And he wants me to succeed at it or she wants me to succeed, or it, or you know, however anyone refers to God. It's not so much about me being deserving, rather than the grace and the humility and the compassion of God to continue to bless me with opportunities to arrive 
you know, um, to get there. On that note, what would you say is something that Jamie is currently working on? Like we said, we're always a work in progress. You mean what am I working on, like personally? Uh, in your spiritual development, yeah, or mm. you know, in your character, and you know, what's one thing that you would like to improve upon? Mm. Doing the laundry. <laughs> I feel like I heard you share this in another. Shout episode. out to Liz Plank. <laughs> um. I mean that more than just the laundry. Um, being a, a uh, you know, I, I, I say a lot of stuff that I believe, and I do believe it, but practicing it is something else. So what I try to work on is practicing what I preach or what I share. If I were to ever say I've arrived, knock me down. Yeah. Right. Because sure. that means I want to I want to be better at this. And I say that I want to be better. And I go on. We talk like this. And I'm on my podcast. Talk about in my work. You know, when I work with people, I want to be. But it requires going home and reflecting. You know, there's a there, there's a quote that I believe in that says, bring thyself to account each day. Mm. ere thou art summoned to a reckoning. Bring thyself to account each day. Every day you have to reflect. Beautiful. Because tomorrow it's a new moment and you're you know, um, bombarded with new different thoughts and ego and stuff and um, doubt and compliments and ego and joy and all the stuff. And it requires daily diligence to live the life that you say you're about. My uh, inherent person is a good person. I know that. I know God created me that way. And I also know that I do, um, I've done uh, many good things in the world. And, and, you know, and people like my general person. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm a decent person. But, to keep all the darkness away and to not not repeat past behaviors or new behaviors, it requires daily diligence, right? Yeah. So humility, humility, man. Yeah. So that's one. There you go. What am I yeah. working on all the time? Humility. So I try to practice it, maybe mm -hmm. to a fault, and being a good parent, listening. And it's okay to feel some joy too. Joy gives us wings. In times of joy, our intellect is keener, our understanding less clouded, our strength is more vital. We seem better able to cope with the world and to find our sphere of usefulness. Beautiful. Those are the words of Abdu'l-Baha. But when sadness visits us, we become weak. I do believe that, you know, when you are so despondent and you are suffering so badly, one of the ways to get out of it is to be of service of to service, others. Of service, absolutely. Right? Um, to other people. And then you find that yours dissipates because you're focused on bringing joy to another heart. One of my teachers, again, shared this. Uh, illness begins with the letter I, and wellness begins with we. Love it. Powerful. Very powerful. You said, how can I love somebody and also hurt them at the same time? Something that I've gone through in my life is, you know, I went through abuse as a kid. Same thing, you know, mm. an emotionally, emotionally abusive mom. And mm. so I found in my adult relationships, particularly in my adult romantic relationships, I conflate mm -hmm. somebody not treating me great. And for some reason, instead of, see, most people would sort of run away from that if they weren't being treated right. See, I run towards it. Mm. And that's something I'm working on. Mm. Just wow. putting myself out there. Mm. I want to learn to say, no, man, you know, I don't, that's not love. If somebody's going to treat you like that, mm. you know. That someone's treating you that's abusive in one way or another. I got to go towards that. Mm -hmm. And I got to make them love me again because, see, as 
if your parents doing that to you, what what's the only thing you want from from as His a kid? Love. You love from your parent, mm. so you go towards that abusive parent trying to flip them. Yes, sir. And I've experienced so much pain as a result of that. You know, it's like man. Mm. <sighs> so Sorry um, for that, man. thanks, man. That's yeah. So I feel like the the area I'm ready to really dig in and do the work on is I'm ready for a mutually loving relationship, man, because I got a lot of love to give. <laughs> Find someone to give it to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. I love that. So that's 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 what's Don't keep happen. it for yourself, man. No, man. The uh, world needs it. Yes, the world sir. needs lots of love right now. That's right. Well, you're doing it now. You're doing your podcast, and you're having conversations that spread in love, you know, and Absolutely. joy. And, and amongst that, you will, uh, I'm sure, that love will find its way to you. Eventually. And we'll Ask for-, for it, man. You got to pray for it, too. Yeah, what's the key here, Jamie? Just pray? Yeah, man, you can't just say you want something. You can't say, I want to drink a water and stay in your seat. <laughs> what do you got to do? Water's over there in the lake. You got to get up and do all the work t- to get there. So what are you doing? Um, are you meeting people in places that, you know, uh, perpetuate the behavior that's mm. that you've been before? Are you meeting them in the same environments? Or are you making new circles of friends or meeting people in different type of uh, it's hard in the pandemic i know understand but, yeah, but you know if you're using date naps are you using yeah. the same Good algorithms point. and the same kind of people or are you putting something else so that you are creating different circles around you so that a new kind of love can be there that's beautiful and it's also hey let me turn the the light switch on the invisible opponent of trauma that we talked about love that trauma could be invisible and when the light switch goes on shit. that's right okay okay i know as we get healthier i'd like to think that our default is to gravitate towards healthier things that one you with me on that i'm right yeah. with you on that that's and right. i think let's keep closing the door on shit that's not mm. good for us man Yes, sir. <laughs> love it, man. Love Thank it. you for coming today, man. Oh, this man, I'm been, loving been, to being here, man. This has been a lot of fun. It's been great. Man. You called me up and said, let's do this. I was like, come on. I think it has to do with yeah. healing the hearts of people yep. and talking truth. Yeah. Um, having real conversations is the same family for sure. Let's keep building out the family. I love it, man. All right. Thank you, Jamie. Where can people find you, man? Where can they find me? Uh, like social media? Yeah. Golly. I don't know what it is. Jamie Heath. Instagram? Instagram, Jamie okay. Heath. Okay, and then obviously the podcast. Uh, manenoughpodcast.com. Manenoughpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on all the places you get your podcasts. You know, you, we're all on the Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> the and Twitters. The, the Twitters <laughs> and the, the TikToks. Cool, we'll link it up with the show notes. Thank you for coming in today, Jamie. My man. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now, and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, please stay connected.